You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Welcome into At the Podium, episode 15.5, brought to you by the fine folks at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. That's K-I-S-T. Two press conferences on tap for today, as usual. First up is defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, who has got to be feeling pretty doggone good about himself after formulating a great plan that held the Rams to their second lowest total point output of the year in the Eagles' 30-23 win on Sunday night. But instead of starting with his plan, he started the first three and a half minutes praising fourth-round rookie Avanti Maddox who played an incredible game. I gave him the game ball for his performance in the recap show, wrote about it for BGN, but yeah, credit for Schwartz too. He had Sean McVay's number, and it showed. Up next, the second press conference is offensive coordinator Mike Rowe, who talked about what was done differently with Nick Foles starting at quarterback as opposed to Carson Wentz, among other topics. Lots of good info in these, and we'll be back soon with the Kiston Solak Show, all 22 film review of the Rams-Eagles game. That'll be the next show dropping. But for now, let's lead off the show with Jimbo. Okay. What do you like the most about the way you guys play Saturday night? Getting the win. Okay. Stood out specifically the way they tackled, the way they covered, pressure. Um, I didn't think. I mean, I, I like your first thought there, probably the best. I think we, we tackled a little bit better. But I think that, like I've said a lot of times, I think that had to do more with the team defense um, than it did actual tackling. We missed some tackles in that game, but um, other guys covered up those misses, and and you didn't notice those as much. We were able to get off the field on some of those third downs. Um, So, yeah, I I thought that, um, you know, all those things sort of married together. And, you know, just like um, some of the games this year, where we didn't make the play when the game was on the line. This game we did, you know, and that's really been the, the difference for us this year, whether we've won or lost the game. They're all, they're all coming down close, and it's, um, you know, coming up and making that play when it counts, and I thought uh, I thought we did a good job with that. Avante, I was going to say, well, it's probably the same thing, but the decision to play Avante on the outside, what, what led to that? Did that have anything to do with the way Craven was playing in the nickel? Well, yeah, I mean, Avante, um, I mean, I, he, he's he's multi-dimensional player. He's, he started for us at safety, he started for us at nickel, and now he started for us at corner. 
and he has that flexibility to be able to do that. I think probably a little bit more. You know, Cray is uh, still fairly new to the team, and he's had to been pressed into duty outside. Awesome. Um, but it wasn't ideal. You know, I mean, just like, you know, I think it was uh, um, it was Giants. You know, all of a sudden, you know, he had to go out there and play. He doesn't get very many practice reps. A little bit easier if you've been through camp with us and stuff like like Avante. So we just thought that was um, that was probably the best combination. Um, we have a little bit more experience at safety right now than we have at corner. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if we win that game without Avante, though. Um, you know, not just making the interception, but played really good in the past game. That tackle he made in the two-minute drive at the end, that's as, as big-time play. I mean, you know, the, the plays that you'll see from him, you know, if you're watching highlights of the game or the last play of the game and um, his interception, but that, that tackle had every bit as much to do with us winning that game. And um, it's, it's really encouraging to see. We've, we've talked a lot about Avante, but um, – he played a major part in getting that win. What do you think is about his best position right now? All linebacker. Probably can rush pretty good. Um, he's, he's short. He might be able to duck under some guys. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll use him where we, we need him. Every week's, every week's been different. I mean, I have no idea how many different secondary lineups we've used. Um, it hasn't been – I mean, I'm sure it's been a lot. Um just where we are, and he's been Johnny on the spot. We, we missed him when he wasn't in there. He's got great speed, um, plays with a lot of energy, those kind of things, and as long as he's one of the 11 on the field, we'll find a spot for him somewhere. Did you, uh, did you watch the game? Same stuff we see for him, from him every week. Um, you know, he's a guy, and not only does he play good, he made, he made a play in the screen game that was another big-time play, you know, um, He's good in the run game, and he affects he affects protection. Even even like a couple of the pressures that we got in that game, when Nigel was completely free to the quarterback, it was all because of Fletch. And um, you know they didn't like the matchup of him one on one with a, a particular offensive lineman, so they were sort of cheating and sliding the protection to him, and it opened up opportunity for guys like um, you know for guys like Nigel and and Malcolm to be able to get through. Um, it doesn't. That doesn't get you a sack. That doesn't get you a pressure, but it uh, gets a third down stop. And um, you know those are those are the important things. So, you know that those. I mean, I think a lot of times um, everybody notices the sacks or the um, tackles for a loss and things like that. Maybe things that go a little bit under the radar. Things like hustling downfield and making a play on a wide receiver screen or. Um, getting the getting the protection turned to you so much that it opens it up for somebody else. Those are the things I noticed the most. Did you learn anything about Avante? You talked about Cravon in that Washington game having to go outside. It's you know people have to do it at times, but uh, being forced to play someone outside is different from being there. And obviously at five nine. There's traits that you need to be outside, but other guys have done it. Frank Grimes, Chris Harris, did you right. learn anything about it? Well, he he did it all through training camp. You know what I mean? And he played a lot of preseason ball outside also. So it wasn't his first rodeo when it came to, um, to doing that. So even though he wasn't on the practice field very much last year, we didn't have any hesitation of uh, putting him in. It, it wasn't like – it was – honestly, it was a little bit more – I thought it was a, a heavier lift for him – 
um, way back in the Tennessee game when he moved into the safety position. Even though there's some carryover from your nickel, you're seeing the game completely different. And um, there was a little bit of on-the-job training there, you know, playing corner. I don't know if that was um, – it wasn't as much of a concern. Um, he was up for the challenge, and he didn't practice very much. So, um, you know, hats off to him that way too. Was there a point this year where your team, uh, you know, when you have guys pushing through things like, you know, uh, Fletcher Cox, I believe at one point was kind of carved off, Michael Bennett uh, week after week? Yeah, um, that's just what time of year it is. These guys all, um, you know, have a tremendous sense of uh, team, and they all – want to be out there and not all of them can you know there's a difference between wanting to and being able to go do your job and the guys that we've you know had out there you know they had to go out and do their job um so you know it's just that's just what time of year it is um probably no different for us than a lot of other teams um i think the probably the biggest thing that stands out for me is he should he's so strong with contested catches he must have incredibly strong hands, and he just has just a knack for getting the ball. Um, you know, he has some some rebounder type skills in him. You know, Charles Barkley would lead the NBA in rebounds when he's six foot three. Um, you know, those guys that just have a, a knack for high pointed, knack for knowing where to. Um, yeah, he's no taller than six three. Yeah, you can put whatever you want on him. He's, um, but. I think I think that 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 sort of um, that sort of stands out the most. I mean, that, that play he made to win the game, or to give them the lead—not to win the game, but to give them the lead. I mean, you can't cover a guy much better than that. And not only does he high point the ball, and he's strong enough to to squeeze it, he's also strong enough to come down with that ball in his hand. He's a threat to run after the catch. He's one of the best receivers in the in, in the NFL. So, what's the teaching point when you have a guy who's that strong? Yeah, be strong on defense. I mean, there's there's really no – I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's like when I used to have Calvin Johnson. I mean, what do you tell a guy, get taller? You know, hey, jump higher. Um, you know, I mean, there's just – there's so, I mean, it's, sometimes, you know, you got to work scheme to try to take the quarterback off his looks. But, you know, Watson knows who his playmakers are. And, you know, they've had some injuries at the wide receiver position also. And um, they're going to work hard to get him the ball. We're going to have to work hard to keep him from going there. And when they do go to him, sometimes you're going to have to make a tackle. Sometimes you might be able to break it up. Um, you know, you have to sort of pick and choose your spots a little bit. Run defense around. I don't know that we really did, to tell you the truth. We, 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 we gave up some gaps. We gave up some gaps inside. We, we made a, a few opportunistic um, tackles for loss. I think that had a lot to do. You get a tackle for loss on the first down, like the first play of the game, or the first play to second half, um, it's it, it's a great recipe for three and out. Put the offense behind the sticks. Um, we were we were a little bit loose in some of our um, some of our um, middle fits early in that game. Um, having a lead will help your run game. I think that that did also. I don't know how much um, Gurley's injury had anything to do. He was still playing on third down. They were still getting. They were still trying to um, you know get in the ball in a lot of ways. Um, we, we, it, it, our run defense is always a, a work in progress, um, and it goes hand in hand with a, a lot of other things. It's going to be important this week. Um, you know, that's one of the things that Houston does the best is run the ball. From a scout team perspective, how do you simulate uh, Watson's ability on, on the ground? 
Yeah, we've done it with a lot of different ways when we played mobile quarterbacks. Um, you have to work scramble drills. Sometimes you use different skill players in there, you know. No offense to Sudsy and those guys, but, um, you know, it doesn't really look the same with them. Um, you know, but then there's there's other things that you just sort of um, play. He, he's really good at extending plays. It puts a little bit more pressure on your coverage. Your coverage got to cover a little bit longer. And, you, and your pass rush, you know, a lot of times if, you know, it's about three, three and a half seconds, if you're not there, the ball's usually gone with guys like Watson. There's, there's a, a great chance that um, – you know, he's going to come back to you. You're going to have to keep on rushing. So it just changes your clock a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of different ways we, we work that on the practice field. In the secondary, those guys are having fun with their ski masks. Um, what stands out about the, the personalities and kind of the, the cohesiveness of that group? Well, I mean, other than offensive line, I think that that unspoken communication, knowing what the guy next to you is doing, um, means more in the secondary than it needs anywhere else. I mean, offensive line, it's really important because you have, I mean, we have a whole uh, Webster's Dictionary full of calls and terms and everything else that, that, that you use on the practice field. But when it's, you know, 70,000 people in the stands and everybody's going crazy and they're running jet motion one way and shifting another, you know, half the time those calls never even come out you just need to know how the guys around you are playing so anything that you can do to to build some camaraderie and things like that 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 means a lot I think also um you know other than Avante um we have been able to get those guys on the practice field a little bit more recently um you know Cray has sort of solidified that nickel spot for us Russell solidified an outside spot for us um, get a little bit more of a role for Trey Sullivan. Um, Malcolm's doing his thing. So it's just a matter of those be guys being on the practice field and and sort of having a good feel for each other. Anything that you can do sort of helps that. How, 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 do, you guys, how do you guys carry over this momentum from the Rams game, and what are you keying in on when it comes to the Texans? Yeah, I think, I mean, you can't count on carrying momentum over anywhere. I mean, every game's new. I think you can get burned two ways with that. One, you can think it's carrying over and, um, you know, and not be up to the challenge. We'll be at home. Stakes are high. That'll be that'll be plenty for us. Uh, how rare is Rasul's tackling ability for a young Well, he's he's really picked it up. Early in the year, he was struggling tackling. And, um, you know, he's, he's made not just some good tackles, he's made some big hits. And, um, you know, like I said, there were there were a couple plays in that game. Um, he kept uh, he came up and uh, and made a tackle on our sideline once. Avante came up and made tackle to keep Gurley in bounds, keep that clock going. Um, you know, everybody pays attention to a corner's cover ability, but um, their ability to tackle is important. We've seen what happens when we don't tackle well at the corner position. You know, there's a lot of guys look bad when you don't. Sunday, Jim, than you have been. How much of that is because of the comfort level you're starting to get with those corners as far as leaving them in one-on-one -on -one situations when you send somebody uh, extra? Yeah, you know, we, we blitz more than a couple of those games where we blitz zero or one. Yeah, that, 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 I don't think seven really makes the, um, you know, the radar as, as far as, like, blitzing a lot. Like, you know, it's a little bit more. Some of those, some of those were, weren't, I mean, if you're really truth be told, they're really not technically blitzes. They're just sort of exchange rushes and things like that. Um, 
you know, whether you blitz or, or play man, I mean, or, or rush four, the whole key is getting pressure on the quarterback. And I think the thing that was, um, the thing that was key in this game wasn't the blitzes that we called. The thing that was key was our ability to create pressure with our four man pass rush allowed us to be able to blitz sort of on our terms. And like I, I went back and they were trying to do some stuff to double fletch and to take care of, uh, to take care of him. And it opened up some opportunity. So um, they, they both, they both sort of worked hand in hand. Jim, Fletch uh, played like 80 snaps uh, a week ago in Dallas and then, even after he got carted off and came back, he still played like 75% of the snaps, I think like six in total uh, yesterday, or two days rather. Um, what does that say about his conditioning, especially this season? Yeah, I mean, it's what we need him to do. Again, it's it's not ideal, um, mainly just because of where we've been the whole season, you know, um, with different injuries and things like that. Um, he sort of did the same thing at the end of the year last year, you know, into the playoffs and those kind of things. So he's he's ready for it. Um, getting him back when he went down in that game, getting him back. At first, we thought we were just going to be using him on third downs, and we tried to spot him a little bit here and there, and put some other guys out there for the first couple plays and sort of hold him in the reserve. But um, really, he really didn't need that. And um, M- Michael Bennett played a, a lot of snaps. Also, again, you know, sort of situation we're in with our with our defensive ends. We lost Derek early in the year. Lost Josh. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit more on their plate. Those guys are up for that and they're ready for the challenge. And uh, we're going to need them over the next uh, next couple of weeks. You know, we've had some games in the past we didn't play a lot of snaps. Last two weeks we've played a lot of snaps. But, you know, you know that's that's sort of uh, where all that offseason work and everything starts to pay off for you. Okay. Thanks, guys. Simon fan. Welcome to share it. Yeah, <laughs> I got my column. <laughs> Mike, Mike, can you explain to those of us who aren't in the room when you guys play a game plan together at home again, what is different about what you guys do or work closely with when Nick is the quarterback versus Carson? Um, well, in terms of putting the plan together, um, you know, we, we had a little bit of a uh, philosophy before we even knew anything about, uh, you know, Carson's injury or who was going to be playing in the game. So um, we tried to put the best plan together that we thought uh, would be effective against the Rams. Um, And then every quarterback's a little bit different. Um, So, you know, some guys gravitate towards certain plays. So we try to put um, certain plays that, that, you know, one guy may have a certain comfort level um, that another another guy may not. So um, there's some of that tweaking that's involved, but – uh, you know, you may like uh, the color blue and somebody else may like the color green. And so it's just kind of one of those things, personal preference and uh, and some of those concepts. So we try to maybe uh, add add or subtract uh, where we think that's important. I'm sure you heard the, uh, the anecdote about the conversation we had with you Monday about going back to some of the basic stuff from, from, from training camp. What made you guys get away from that in that period of time? Well, I don't. I think when you say that's a blanket statement, so you feel like, well, they're not doing the stuff that they normally do. Um, and I, I don't think that's the case. Uh, maybe emphasizing uh, a few more concepts, um, but it's not like we, we got way off track. I, I don't think that that's what Coach meant by that. Um, but it was just really kind of a reemphasis and, hey, let, let's get back to, to maybe some, some core things and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully jumpstart things a little bit. 
the pre-snap motions. Uh, and last year, you guys did something similar before Nick, uh, when Nick was playing, about kind of cutting down on those a little bit. Now, Doug said this was made before you even knew who the quarterback was. But what right. was it about the pre-snap motions? You felt like, okay, maybe we should stop, cut back on them a little bit. Uh, I, I just think, um, you know, maybe from a, a play call standpoint and just a, a tempo, uh, just to get, try to get up and get lined up and, and uh, eliminate some of those things where um, maybe it wasn't altogether necessary. And, uh, and just line up and, and play. So, like you said, we had uh, you know already had that conversation before we even knew who was going to be playing in the game. Like or that Carson was going to be playing in the game. Yeah. seems like the O-line has put together uh, a pretty good stretch these last few weeks. Um, is that just guys getting healthier, or what do you see, what do you see from those guys? Well, I mean, um, the offensive line played really well the other night and um, gave Nick time. Uh, we know the kind of pass rush and, and guys that they have up front. Uh, out there in Los Angeles and what they're able to do. So um, you got to give those guys a lot of credit up front. You know, all of them across the board um, did a heck of a job in protecting the quarterback and then and then creating some running lanes. Uh, we were able to be effective with the run game. And then our running backs, uh, really by committee, um, whether it's uh, it's Sproles or Wendell or Josh, they all, they all were effective running the football. So, um, you know, we, we got a complete game out of the O-line. Uh, which which is gonna we're gonna get that we need that kind of effort again this week because we, you know we know Houston's got an excellent defensive front. Now, played like 60 percent of the snaps each of the last two games. Is that matchup based or do you, has he shown the staff enough where you feel like he has to be on the field that much? Uh, it's a little bit of both. I mean, he he certainly has uh, done an excellent job all season long. Um, made tremendous progress, I think, week in and week out, and then. Uh, you know, from a game plan standpoint, we, we felt like there were some things we could take advantage of uh, being in our 12 personnel group. So um, that's contributed to it a little bit as well. It's like that in a nickel, like 100% of the game, I think, uh, even though you guys played 12, about 60%. How much did that influence your commitment to the run? Um, we were we were committed to the run, uh, but... Uh, we, I would say that we, we were a little surprised to see them just stay in nickel completely the entire game. Um, but we were committed to running the football going out there. Zach and Dallas both blocked pretty well, especially in the run game. How big of an advantage is that when you have guys who are doing what they were able to do? Yeah, well, um, I think I mentioned this last week when somebody asked about Dallas, and, and that's one of the areas that uh, he's shown tremendous amount of improvement in. I mean, he was not asked to do a ton of that in college. Um, so to really be doing it for the first time in the NFL um, is something that usually takes tight ends, you know, a year or two. And, uh, you know, he, he's really developed. Justin Peel's done a great job in, in uh, getting him coached up. And um, Dallas is, is a tough guy, and he's got a lot of strength there at the, at the point of attack. And uh, I think, uh, you know, Zach takes a lot of pride in uh, being a complete player, not just a, a pass-catching tight end, and, and he's done a really good job too. He wanted to pass us out quicker and he dialed up some more um, quick releases and things. Is that something that you, you find that, that, that helped I didn't him? hear the very beginning. Uh, Doug, Doug also mentioned that, that he wanted the uh, quicker passes. Is that something that, that really helped in this? Is that something you think you can continue when uh, when Carson comes back? Absolutely. I mean, we, we, you know, we don't want to sit back there and hold the ball. So, you know, getting the ball out, um, that that's good for everything. We get the ball in play. We get in our playmakers' hands. I get a chance to break some tackles out there in the open field, and, and uh, you're not, not asking the offensive line to protect as long. It's like just from, the, just from the eye test that Nick was taking a lot more shots downfield than Carson has been, especially Alshon. What was your impression of that? I, I don't think we took any more than, than normal. Um, we connected on 
on uh, obviously a few of those plays to Alshon down the field, which made a big difference in the game. Um, so I, we, we always try to be aggressive and push the ball down the field. And, and uh, you know, we were able to connect the other night, which uh, was, was really helpful. We didn't have to drive, you know, 12, 12 plays to score. We were able to shorten, shorten the drives. Nelson, the, Nelson played nearly all the snaps, but was only targeted twice. What does he do so well away from the ball that helps you guys be successful? Well, Nelson's uh, – kind of an unsung hero, you know, in the offense right now. And um, like we talk about, sometimes the ball finds you, sometimes it doesn't. Depends on coverage, progression, protection, you know, all those kinds of things. Uh, he had a big game a few weeks ago against Washington. Could have, could have been, you know, really even bigger. But um, he's unselfish. Uh, he plays with a tremendous amount of toughness. Uh, he understands everything and, and what everybody else in the offense is supposed to be doing. So from that standpoint, he's he's comforting to guys out there and getting guys lined up or he's assignment sound and, and he's he's certainly willing to block. So he does a lot of things without the ball that might go unnoticed, but not by people in this building. We've got a lot of respect for Nelson. How has he developed as a blocker over the last few years? Um, I mean, I just think there's there's a tremendous amount of willingness and toughness um, to his game. So he's you know, he's unselfish that way. He knows that that's important to what we want to get done and get accomplished as a team, and he's willing to do it. Uh, now that you know that Carson has the fracture in his back, did you feel like it was affecting his performance? Uh, you'd have to ask Carson that. Uh, going back to the basics, when Doug said uh, some of the limiting of the pre-snap motion, how, how much does playing on the road emphasize that? Do you have a, even though it wasn't the toughest environment, a lot of Eagles fans, how much does home versus road play into that? Yeah, how about those Eagles fans? They were out there in full force. Um, you know, that, that gave guys a lot of energy, too. So I um, certainly do appreciate all them showing up for the game. But, um, you know, you mentioned being away and on the road. Those are those are always factors that you have to take into account. Um, snap count, motion, and all those things, that, you know, things that are factor into a game plan uh, when you're playing away. And uh, obviously 90,000 fans there, it's, you know, it can be pretty loud there in, in L.A. and, um, so, yeah, the, the, that's something that we always discuss on a, on a Monday or Tuesday. In Doug's comments to us, he gave you the credit for putting the game plan together. What goes into that process for you? What's Monday and Tuesday like? Well, that's today? nice of Coach to say, but this is a collaborative effort. This isn't just Mike doing this. Um, we got a lot of really good coaches on the staff and, um, you know, press and, and – uh, and uh, and Brew and Stout and Justin Peel and Deuce and you know uh, Carson Walsh and, and and all of us are, are putting this thing together. So, so what's Monday Well, we just we get up there and we start grinding on the tape. And um, you know everybody's you know kind of got their areas that they're focused on. Then we come to come together and and start putting the, the ideas on paper. A guy like Wendell, you know, he, he hasn't used much like in the last you know three or four weeks, and come in Sunday and do what he did. I think it says a lot about Wendell. Um, Wendell is a true pro, and he is ready when his numbers call, and he's really been that way throughout the entire season. And uh, not only that, just saying, okay, well, you know, he knows what to do. He's he's been really effective uh, when he's had the opportunity. He's you know he's made plays, and um, he's been a reason why that we, we we've been able to win games. So um, it's a really it's a real credit to him. He did a great job the other night, and um, you know, obviously uh, getting in the end zone a couple times was huge. To have the players to keep playing for him, despite you know, just has a uh, really positive outlook, and um, I think he relates really well to the players. I think they relate well to him, and um, you know his message is on point each and every week. And 
So I, I think it's an effective message. Uh, he keeps it pretty simple, boils it down for him. And, um, and uh, you know, I think I got a lot of respect for him, so he play hard for him. When he's been positive and you felt like it's, it's the players have kind of responded to that positivity? Well, just the general energy, you know, really just the way he carries himself up and down the hallway in the locker room. Uh, when he speaks to the team, um, he's not afraid to uh, to point out things that he wants to see corrected when they need to be corrected. But um, um, the way that he says it, I think, is received very well, and, and the guys hear the message, and uh, they go about trying to get things fixed or, or continue to do things the right way The way when, when he emphasizes that, too. Like, he had a couple of touchdown runs. When you looked at the film, what, what kind of jumped out at you? I, I thought he showed really good vision and patience in the running game, um, was able to break some tackles. And, uh, you know, so he's got some speed now. He just hasn't gotten all, all the way out there on the edge to, to break a long one. But uh, you can see the speed through the hole. He's patient to it. And um, you can see the burst through, through the hole. He's running behind his pads and pushing the pile. Uh, it was a really good night for him. You saw good Last week you have Bounty and JJ Watt. This week, what? Seems like you're talking about that every week. Yeah. So, 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 what's unique about these two? Uh, obviously, uh, you know, two two of the best edge rushers in the game. Um, but not only that, they're complete players. So you got to you got to count for them all the time and, and know where they are and uh, have a really good plan and pass protection. Like I know that we will, and uh, I know our guys will be up for the challenge. Speaking of pass protection, how good is it having Darren Sproles? Over a period of weeks, you know, for the first time since you've been the offensive coordinator, you've, you've been able to sort of plan on him being there uh, right. each week. Well, Sproles, he's made an impact since as soon as he got back. Um, you know, he had a uh, touchdown the first game and then another touchdown the next game. So, um, you know, he's, he's obviously uh, um, still a really good player. It's like you said, it's nice to have him back here, whatever this is, four or five weeks now in a row. Um, where he's starting to really feel like himself and, um, you know, make some plays. And he, he on third down, that first third down of the game, he came squirting out of there. That was exciting. He almost broke it. So um, we're going to continue to integrate him in the offense and and, uh, and utilize him. What stands out about the way uh, Nick has been behind the scenes? And it's obviously a, a unique set of circumstances coming off of, of last year and, um, you know, having to kind of give up the reins and, and now take them back. Nick is just Nick. I mean, you guys know Nick and his personality. He's uh, easygoing. Uh, I think he's very relatable. I think the guy's, uh, you know, he's uh, easy to talk to and he's approachable, you know, with the guys. And he's on his stuff. And the, and the relationship in that quarterback room, I think, is, is excellent in terms of the support that they all give each other. Um, and that's Carson to, to, to Nate or Nate Nate and uh, Nick for Carson. Um, those guys, uh, you know, that room is uh, – um, they do a great job of, of helping each other, um, talking through game plans, talking through issues. They're up in, in their room um, all the time throughout the course of the week and then certainly on the sidelines supporting each other and, and cheering each other on. In the beginning that you, know, you try to cater an offense at least a little bit to what a quarterback does well, over, whether it was over the, the end of the regular season last year in the playoffs or even the beginning of this season. Have you learned anything about Nick that suggests he could do more than what you guys gave him, or have you got, has he just kind of been doing what you guys want him to do based on what his strengths already were, or has he shown you something to say, oh, okay, we can also do this with Nick? Um, I mean, I think every time he's had the opportunity to play, he's been really effective, and um, you know, we always are trying to build on on things. So we got a lot of confidence in Nick and what he does well, and um, you know. Just keep going there. We're focused on the Texans and trying to put another good plan together and um, play efficient football and, and have another balanced attack. So 
you know, Nick Nick has proven himself over the, over the course of time as an excellent quarterback in this league, and, and we're lucky to have him. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot, because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 